mentioned it, and then I was like, her mom was like that too. Her mom was like, her mom literally told me without her, I would be on a mattress in my mom's house. Like I wouldn't be successful at all. Mm. And I was like, what? That's a weird. You can't, you can't, everything that I've done is something that like, you can't do without like being self-motivated. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you can't, okay, fitness, um, IT, software engineering, like, you simply can't do those things. These are all self-taught things. You can't do those things without that being a part of you or without you having a drive to get up every day to work towards it. And it was just strange how she tried to take credit for that. Not even being in that field, not having any relation to any success that I've had as far as like, Getting interviews, getting jobs, working the job, learning it every day. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, and the sad thing about it was, part of me believed it. Mm. And that's when I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on? So, what? She was crazy. But what would, you, would you take back that relationship and no. what you went through? No, I wouldn't. Because I was too nice. Mm. And I learned, like, I learned people. And like the hardest way, well, not the hardest way. People have been through worse. I wouldn't take it back though. I feel like it really like it put me in that like stress, and it was like sink or swim, and it really molded me into like this optimist that I've always been, but like stronger. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm so grateful for that, to be honest. Like I'm so grateful for being in that because I learned so much and now it's like I don't even put up with anyone's bullshit. Like, I just never do. I didn't know how to set boundaries or like confront people or like just be confident. I don't know. Because like when I got with her, I was like insecure and I didn't really have options as far as women. So, but if I, if I did, I didn't know about them. But you know, I, for me, and she was like a 10 out of 10. Like she was like, very beautiful and she was like very silly and I was like attracted to me but I saw that she was like kind of like crazy but I just kind of ignored it and I'm like this is the only girl that's fucking with me oh, a, a good book to read is The Art of Seduction yeah I haven't I heard about that but what about it I just started like reading it and everything you said was in that book really yeah <laughs> I, I would not have thought that it was about that it's the the cool thing about that book is it's less about like the pickup artist you know what can you say how do you you know seduce some women like that it's more of connection and really being in your feelings like seducing someone is about really feeling that person being in love like when you feel a person don't guard yourself but instead go deep into it make let them make you feel nervous let them make you feel these things and take them on a journey as they're taking you on a journey and really connect with them and that's and that's what it's about and they were saying like the best seducers are the ones who stick to their childish side and evoke a bit of narcissism because that makes the other person feels like they're entering in another world. So when their world may feel boring, they get to enter into yours, which is different. It's got so many different things they can learn from it. Bro, what the fuck? That's what happened. Cause she's like a very talented artist and she's like very famous on Instagram. Not very, like 80K, but that's, like that's, a that's lot of attention. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So like, 
there's no one really out there like her. And not on like no racism thing, but this wasn't my type. She wasn't my type as far as physical. I wasn't physically attracted to her in the beginning. I was attracted to her personality. Mm-hmm. So like, basically she seduced me, like you said. But she was like light eyes, freckles, like she was black, but she had like, you know, locks. But you know, they were like, she had like coarse hair. She had like the perfect body type for my like um, preference, like thin, but like kind of like curvy. So like, and she's kind of tall, she's like five seven. So that's like low key my type, body wise. Mm-hmm. So like, I was in love with that girl. <laughs> like, really, so let me ask you an interesting question. Why, why did, what, what was she into you for? Cause. I don't know. Mm. I still don't really know. She said that it was, she said that initially she was attracted to me because she felt like I had really accepted myself. And at that point in my life, that was true. At that point I was like, 20 years old and I was like bro life is just about energy like I literally would say that to myself and I was like instead of me feeling afraid of like being hyper and being silly because that's not masculine Mm -hmm. or being emotional because that's what I was I was just like I'm just gonna be that like fuck it that's who I am and I'll just be really goofy and she like fell in love with that so I don't know you did the same true. thing. Yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> you did that. That's that's the art of seduction. Yeah. Being you, being all you. Yeah, and... I was like not afraid to be myself at all back then. Yeah. But then, like as the marriage progressed, like her mom wanted me to be someone else, and like she was too involved in our relationship. And she, and my ex-wife also had a lot of trauma of like men taking advantage of her and having like an abusive father. So she had this like. She's red flag right here, calling men trash. Ah. She was like on the borderlines of feminism. And no, she was like, people would identify as a feminist, but she wouldn't say she was a feminist. But she was like a very kind of alpha masculine kind of woman, but you wouldn't know by just looking at her. It's just by like how defensive she would get in certain situations and how controlling she could get and how particular she could get. And it would be like, it's my way or the highway. Yeah. And then how angry she'll get at men for no reason. And this woman is always right, no matter what is going on, she would defend any woman. So I was like, it was just bumping heads all the time, arguing all the time about absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. But also her just wanting too much of my life. Like I said, she was controlling me. So that's what like fucked it up. I, I've actually, I'm not saying I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. But you know. I, I know, you know, that's, I feel like me and you are very similar. Because <laughs> I went through all of that. Really? What, all of what? that. All of that. And I still do. And I just learned how to deal with it better because, you know, I feel like the girls, and it says this in the Art of Seduction, or no, it didn't say this in the Art of this Seduction, but the guy who wrote it, Robert Green, I was watching an interview with him and he said this he said we are sexually attracted to people who are like our moms but we may be attracted to the values that are not like our moms and we want that but the sexual attraction will pull you to the one who's like your mom so the one that may not be good for you that's so crazy and i noticed that in the people that I'm sexually attracted to, I get like those qualities, like you said, like 
they're you would never know they're a hyper masculine way but in certain situations they can it change comes out they just become like fucking monsters and you're like what is going on like, what i've noticed is i was dealing with um this girl we're still friends you know and uh we're still friends i'll call i'll, I'll keep it that and um i noticed when i was i'm gonna tell the whole story when i was thinking about her my mind was kind of like angry and i was trying to figure out what is happening right now because i don't feel angry but my mind is getting angry thoughts and i was trying to i was trying to understand it trying to understand it and um called her either called her or she called me and we, we were on the phone and and I could tell she was being cold or being what I considered weird. And I was like, what is what is going on right here? Still really confused. I was like, okay, whatever. We're supposed to see each other later today. Went to go see her and get together. And I feel this darkness just come over me. And I'm talking shit. And I'm like, what, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And I'm seeing her face and I'm seeing what's going on. And energetically, I feel her masculine energy and my feminine. And I'm feeling it. Now, what I've been trying to do is train myself to be more masculine. Because like, like, like you were saying, like over time earlier in my life, I was kind of, I wouldn't call myself a pushover, but I was, um, uh, I let people get away with things, you know? And um, so I was training my mind to be more masculine. So this had me feeling kind of like uncomfortable a little bit. But I was like, let's let's see where this goes. And over time, hanging out, hanging out, and I'm feeling this fear. And I'm realizing that's what it is. That's what this masculine switches for. It's to protect the emotions. And it's done through fear because I was feeling it and I was feeling it way before I even got with her. Just thinking about her, I connected. It's like connecting a line and it's like, boop. Oh, this is how you're feeling right now. I feel it too. Oh, shit. Okay. So then we got closer. The closer we got to each other, the stronger it got. And then, you know, she later was like, you got to get out the house. You got to leave. And I was like old me who was afraid of being abandoned was kind of like oh shit oh shit but 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 new me was i'm okay with myself i don't need any of this i'm good life That's is beautiful what it was bro it was like this like for some reason i thought my entire world like i said i thought i needed these people which you say is basically fear of abandonment, which I think it was too. And it was like, she, when I started to like stand up for myself, she became unhappy. So she basically was like, this isn't working out. And I was like, cool, like, we'll separate. And, but before that happened, it was like, I was so afraid. Like, what did I do? Yeah, like, of losing people, everyone. I want everyone to prove it. 
and then and I'm still I'm still struggling with that because like with my family and them being Muslim and me kind of like being particular about what I am mm. like or or not particular but like getting like taking some elements of Islam and then taking doing whatever I want to do kind of thing so I sometimes don't really like to share certain parts of my life with my Muslim family but it was that too like you said bro like you're good with that and that is like the masculine frame right there it's just being like comfortable with losing people not feeling like because you're giving them power over you and that's why it lasts for so long that's why you put up with so much shit and like that's what they will always throw at you too i bet she threatened to leave you a bunch of times uh, or maybe not my ex my ex is where i really learned a lot of that shit and it really helped out this time i was more prepared so i didn't have to go down that route i was able to just be i'm cool i'm living life so it's all good you know and i see some of the stuff get thrown at me which i i appreciate really because anytime it gets thrown at you it's kind of like a sign that you're winning so it, it's a good thing i've learned to take that now um but yeah what i will say is because I, I used to have the fear of losing people and I kind of use that to my advantage in a way because I changed the way of saying it. I no longer have a fear of losing people. I know it's impossible to lose people. They may not be here for now, but they'll always come back. They'll always come back. They'll always be for who I really am, even though they may be uncomfortable with my changes. Over time, people change and people warm up. So it's better you know now so that you can have the time to come back around. That's, so that's you how think I see that all the people that is out of my life will come back around? They'll come back around, if not forefront, in the background. They'll be like, I want to see what he's doing. Let me, let me see what he's doing, man. It's been a minute. Bro, my <sighs> ex-wife was stalking my pro... I literally had to block her on every, every single account that I could think of. Block her on everything. Because I never really looked at her profiles. I didn't want to see what she was doing after we separated. I was just like... Done. She kept trying to like interject herself after we were done in a way, mm. and she's the one who initiated it. But she was like trying to like somehow get us to engage some way, and I just kept blocking her off. I kept like trying to stay away from her. And her birthday came around one time, and I had missed her, so I decided to text her. And then um, it just showed me everything I needed to know. Like, she's not mature at all. Mm. She didn't love me in a mature way. She was just, it was kind of disgusting. She, she was like, very obviously pretending to be happy and like, kind of being um, standoffish, passive aggressive. Like just, it was just kind of gross to witness because it's like, the feeling of ingenuine interaction was so strong that I was just like, this is disgusting. Like, what are you pretending? Like, why can't you just say you miss me? Just like I can basically say, hey, I miss you and move on. You know what I mean? Like, why can't you just be vulnerable with your feelings in general? And that's fear. Yeah. The fear of being hurt. And, you know, that's okay. Everyone's going through their own thing and, and there will be a time when that won't, that won't be for her. And I think that's the best thing we can do as people is to wish for that healing. And it heals us. You know, we no longer have to 
it, it, it's like a little bit of resentment that I might have. Yeah. About it. And it's and it, that's also okay to have, you know. Just just having awareness of it and seeing how it affects your life is really what begins change, you know. Rather than thinking, oh, I have to not do it, I have to not do it. Because I have that problem. Sometimes I'll see a problem that I have, and I'll be like, I can't have that problem. <laughs> no, that's not good. And then I'll keep having it because I'm thinking, that's not good. I can't have, I can't have. Uh, and then starting that negative feedback that loop. It's better to just be aware of it, accept it, and know that because you're aware and accepting it, over time is going to change as you make the conscious decision to change it. So Bro, like, that's probably like the most solid thing. That's probably the most relatable thing you said to me. Because I was so afraid of that dark side of myself. Where like, if I did something that was bad, and it took me like talking to my therapist, it took me like saying it out loud to realize like we're human. I have like bad thoughts. You know, I've. I've done bad things, and like that's okay because we're gonna make mistakes. And it's like I stopped suffering, I stopped feeling guilty when I accepted. That was my feelings. Like I had problems with like jealousy. I had situations. Actually, that was the hardest thing for me to accept was jealousy. I would have jealousy about random things, and I was like, no, I. That's weird. Like I don't want to think poorly about. I don't want to like. You know, be jealous of someone who I think is better than me, or I don't want to be jealous. It was really just that. It was just feeling like less than someone, and like feeling like. And I realized that that was me, always like setting myself below every person that I saw. So whenever I was above them, and then some, or like above them, and then they would somehow be above me, I would kind of feel jealous. I never acted on the jealousy, but it was just a feeling. Mm-hmm. And because I resisted the feeling. It got worse versus like when I was like, I'm jealous of this person because and I would literally say what it was. It made me realize like it's because of my own insecurity of feeling like I have to always prove myself because I was like never really respected in my family and I was like bullied in school. So I always felt like weak, like I was less than everybody. But then I realized like I have to let go of that and I have to just, I don't have to be anyone or anything in order to prove myself I can just love myself and accept myself and be in my own realm and stop comparing myself to other people in a sense and just like and I still struggle with that to be honest I'm not completely done with that but it's just more of because I had so many like bad people around me who were like negative and tried to shit on me at every possible moment that I was afraid of someone somehow surpassing me because then I would, it's almost like confirming that they're better than me versus like now I'm like okay if a person acts in this manner then they're probably not good for me they don't have a good character so I need to distance myself because I try to keep myself around positive people so that's what I realized I realized that the jealousy was rooted from me believing that I was less than people through my experiences and then not wanting it to be confirmed you know what I mean so imagine if someone's talking shit to you all the time and then all of a sudden they do better than you in almost every category that you feel like is you. Mm. Then you're kind of like, wait, all the shit they said is true, but it's not. 
it's not true. Like you just have to be your own. Like you don't. There's no like competition. Just live your life. Do what makes you feel good and be happy. That's what I believe. Like do what makes you feel good and be a good person. I like to keep it that simple. Just because I don't know what else to like say in those situations. Honestly, it's just and it's just you at the end of the day. When everyone's gone, you've got to live. You got your separate grave. Like you don't go into the ground with anyone else. True. I deal with that too. I actually, that's so crazy too because I recently was dealing with that with myself because I noticed I was feeling it. I noticed I was feeling jealous and I, I at first was doing that thing where I was like, this is wrong. I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel this. And then I Googled what jealousy is and it, I ran into an article from like a psychologist and he was like, Jealousy is a natural instinct. It's something that everyone feels. So don't necessarily feel bad about it. What you should feel bad about is acting on it. Yeah, that's what you should feel bad about. Acting I'm on so it. I'm so happy jealousy. I never... Okay, I can't say I never did. My wife... I definitely made her feel bad because I had retroactive jealousy with her. So I was like, you know, why would you talk to this guy or whatever, you know, for stuff she did in the past. That was hard for me. But as far as like friends, I never acted on that. Yeah. yeah. And that's good. So it's a sign of strong strong character. And that's that's what's gonna get us to the promised land in the end. You know, the Bible calls it heaven, you know, we all call it different things. But I like to see it as peace. It's true peace of self to be able to live with yourself and be like, I love who I am, I'm proud of who I am. And you know, that's that's really it's really how to live. It's the only way to live, you know. It's to love yourself and be proud of who you are. Yeah. Bro, and that's, like, so solid because I realized, like, it's not about how much money. Someone's always going to have more money to do. It's not about, you know, how physically attractive you are. Someone's always going to look better. It's not about how good you are at certain things. I feel like it's really just about, like, you knowing your value, what you bring, and realizing that no one really can define that other than you. You know what I mean? Like, whatever you feel is valuable in you, no one can really do it the way you do. Like, it's unique to you. So, you can make a life anywhere. And I felt like I started to become more comfortable with being a number, not taking life personally. Something that happens in life is just life. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can't control, like, we're just in such a world where it's, like, so random. Like, you know what I mean? I felt like once I went out the country, I was like, yo, it feels so good not to be special. Not in a word. Like, you know I know I mean? exactly what you mean. It's like yeah. almost like removing all the expectations from you and realizing you could make a life anywhere. You could be whoever you want to be and it will feel amazing. I literally had that exact thought yesterday. That's, yeah, like it feels... It feels, it's an odd release when you're like, wow, I, I'm, I'm not, like you said, I'm not special, I'm just me. And you know, everyone's special in their own way and I'm special because I'm not special. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what it is. It's like, I don't even know what to call it, but that's exactly what it is. It's like, you are special because you're not special. That's like the perfect way to describe it. Yeah. So you're like, yo, like, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, 
you'll stop taking it personally because you're like, bro, like, life is always a numbers game. There's too much of an abundance out there for every single thing in the world for you to like take any loss pers personally. It's never really a loss. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just something maybe that wasn't for you, but there's something out there for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how I started looking at women too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like, because like when I divorced her, she's my first love. Like, lost my virginity to her and everything. So, you know, I was feeling like this is the only person in the world for me. And then after that ended and I experienced more women, I was like, wait a second. There's so many. And my therapist would stop me because I felt like I wasn't ready for a relationship. And I'll be this close to committing. And I'll talk to him about, I'm like, I don't really want to do that. But like, I feel like she's like, she just does all these different things for me. It's, like she's a, it's a good vibe like you know what I mean it's everything I ever wanted but I'm not ready in this moment he's like bro there's so many other women out there that can do exactly that for you it's just not your time for that and that's okay like you're not losing something that you can never have again you know what I mean and that's why I was like yo there's way too many women out here for me to get hung up on losing a girl ever you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that's when I stopped, like, behaving in a manner of, like, oh, I don't want this person to like me less. Started just being straightforward. So now it's, like, girls I talk to know I talk to other girls. And they know that I'm not going to be committed to them anytime soon. And they actually like me more now, which was a strange thing, just being honest. I never would have thought it would have been like that. But I guess being honest gives them the decision to be like, do I want to be involved with someone like this or not? Some of them are going to say no, some of them are going to say yeah. So, people who fuck with me at the point right now, they just, you know what I mean? They just fuck with them. Yeah. And they actually like, like me more than the girls who wanted to tie me down. So, it's like, I don't know. I never thought that that would be a thing. You know what I mean? But I feel like honest, just being honest with what you want and who you are, has, it's just like, for me, it makes me feel the best. Cause I don't want to like be talking to someone and then they think they just have the wrong idea of talking to someone else and they're catching feelings for me and then they're like hurt about it. You know what I mean? So I don't have that guilt anymore. I'm like, oh, maybe I found someone interesting in New York City and I hang out with them. Maybe we become intimate or something. Like it doesn't even have to be sex. It could just be like whatever. I won't feel guilty about that because the other people that I know they know that like I'll be talking to someone else. Like I'm not committed to it. It's not exclusive. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's the pimping. <laughs> I didn't even mean to be that. It's just no, more like it's... I love like women. Like I love hanging around them. So I just that's every the... time I see like an interesting girl, I want to get to know them, hang out with them. I don't know. It's like an experience. It sounds so bad. It sounds like no, I'm a it drug does addict. not. It sounds. <laughs> It, that, it's, it's, um, it's, I'll put it this way. A man can never understand a woman, and a woman can never truly understand a man because we're not those pieces. So the best thing you can do is do your best to understand. And one of the things is because you can never understand, there's always something to learn. So it's almost like a... It's like forever, because for me, I love learning. 
anything new. So being around something that could forever teach you is like... Bro, I love the way you describe <laughs> that. It's like the greatest thing ever. It's like... It, it, and it's, it's the same vice versa. It's like them being around you, they're like, oh, oh shit, I didn't know that, or I didn't see it that way. And it's continuously learning from each other because in deeper, deeper reality, there's no difference between man and woman. So it's like the perfect opportunity to learn about yourself from a different perspective. And that's, that's for me, that's why I love people in general, but women, that's the difference I get. I get a different perspective of the same me. And it's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. And it doesn't, and it is not always feminine. Sometimes it can be masculine. Actually, not even sometimes, a lot of times. There's a, yo, you, when you see how women run their businesses, I'm like, there's nothing short of masculine. <laughs> that is nothing, that is, that is all straight focus, dedication. And I've seen, there's so many women who do that. And I'm like, they do a lot better than men in a lot of times. And I'm like, yo. And that was another thing, bro. I was with women who were like, and in a societal like category as far as like what class they are financially, um, education, social skills and status. I've been with them that are just a lot higher than me. Like, and those are like things that men usually want to, those three categories men want to be above their women most of the time so that they look up to them. I've been with women like that. And somehow they like me and they look up to me and I don't get it. Mm. And it's like, like you said, like women are interesting. They're amazing. It's weird. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like fun, to be honest. It's like fun to me. People and have or meet what for me meet women and have those experiences and stuff. So I've always been like interested in women as far as like, and I feel like also part of it was just that I restrained myself from it for so long mm-hmm. that it's like I'm really just having fun like just with that kind of like with that experience, experiencing like feminine energy and stuff. So yeah. I don't even know how how to conclude all that what I just said. But I get I it. I feel like you get it. Yeah. I get it. I I didn't I didn't restrain myself, but I honestly just didn't have a lot of female friends or experience with women early in my life. I I lived my life like early early like I I didn't see nobody. I was I was like life is fun. Let's do random shit. Let's go. Let's go. I'm here. Let's do this shit. Let's do this. Let's do this. And I didn't start like getting into girls until the the dreaded question, yo, where the bitches at? What? What do you mean? You don't got no bitches. What's wrong with you? I'm like, oh shit, I need bitches? Oh shit. <laughs> I guess I was lacking. Okay, okay. Then I started trying to get bitches and then it wasn't working and I was like, fuck. What do I do? What do am I doing this shit wrong? Then I went down the rabbit hole of sad looking for bitches, couldn't get them. Then my, 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 because I just needed any, any girl, then I'm like, my, my value, not my value, my expectations lowered. That didn't go well. So, you know, it didn't take till my first girlfriend and me, my first girlfriend really made me feel like I didn't have to worry anymore. So that I get to be, I got to be me. 
that, that's what that experience made for me. Because at first I was like, yo, I just need a girl. Because I've been so without for so long thinking that there's something wrong with me. Bro, I, I, I got to at least stop this. And then when I had it, I was like, okay, I could, re I could relax. I could just focus on being me now. And that was great. And then the problems came. And then I was like, I don't need this shit. The fuck I wanted this for? <laughs> and then, yeah, that's how it is now. Now you're just like, okay, you're like, like you said with the whole pimping thing. Like, I don't, I don't consider myself that, but like, they, they have a saying where it's like, you just when you're doing, when you're like that, you have to be okay with losing them at some point, which will happen always. You're gonna, right. I'm gonna lose these girls that I'm talking to. I but, definitely study pimping. Yeah. It's a it's 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 a it's a lost art and it's and it's coming back but it's oh my god it's such an amazing art and one of the, t the teachers they teach you is you there, no outcome woman, independent huh outcome independent outcome independent that's that's deep but no but that's really deep <laughs> I need I I need to be on that because I've been thinking about the outcome and getting nervous but. If you don't care about the outcome, you focus more on doing it, and things go out better. So that's deep. I'm gonna think on that. But it's like, um, uh, no woman is yours. Every it, everything when is for everyone. When you remove that, bro, from your heart, because I feel like that's that pulls on the heartstrings. Like when you like almost like want like want to possess them, like they're mine. No one else can even look at them. Now when I look at the world, it's like, okay, if I'm attracting beautiful women, other men are going to want them too. So things will happen where other guys are going to try to get them, or other guys have already been with them, or other guys will be with them in the future, and that's okay. Oh yeah, that's fine. They're their own separate person. You don't really... I think Nipsey Hussle said, um, you don't really own anyone, you experience them. Exactly. And like, exactly. To me, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a benefit. Go ahead and experience somebody else. You're going to want to come back. <laughs> you're going to want to come back. Right there. You're going to want to come back after that. You're going to be like, uh-huh, you learned your lesson? Ten push-ups. Ten push-ups. <laughs> Ten push-ups. You, you, you left, you learned, learned your lesson now. Now you got to come back and do some work. That's a good one right there. That's a good one. Nah, for real, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes you more comfortable with just like... I, and another thing, like, because I used to just be, like, I used to have anxiety just being out, too. Mm. One thing I remember was just, like, because I would worry about, like, what I should be doing to fit in to wherever I'm at so that I would just feel more comfortable. And that actually makes you more uncomfortable. Yeah. So, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So, like, one saying that I came across was, like, don't worry about what other people are doing. Mm. Do what you're doing. No, like just do who you are like in any situation like I'm carrying a longboard with my laptop and a book bag and I don't see anyone else with a longboard and it's like or like I'm riding out of town I see like maybe one or two people with a longboard before old me would be like maybe I should get off this longboard maybe I should put it up and walk with everyone else mm. and I'm like what the fuck like just do you like and you feel more comfortable in that and then people are like oh look at that dude like he's cool like People are like waving at me and stuff and like just like smiling at me and it's like that's because you're being you like actually earlier today i don't know if you see my instagram story i had the gymnastics rings in central park and i was doing my little workout Word. people were just watching me like wow it's so cool like no one else really uses gymnastics rings 
and they don't go to the park and hang it up on the tree. All right, guys. But old me would be like, like old me would be like, don't do that in the park in front of all these people. I feel like, like. it's like, bro, that's who I am. I'm enjoying myself. That's what I'm gonna do. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like you feel more comfortable when you're doing you versus when you're trying to like somehow fit in because the thing is nobody really cares. Yeah. Really, it's like a spotlight effect. You think the spotlight is on you, so does everyone else. Mm. So no one's really paying attention to anyone else. So like when you do you, you feel more comfortable. Versus when you're trying to mimic, you realize that everyone is doing them. You can't really mimic. You can't really do what everyone else is doing. Someone's going to be doing something different all the time. So that's what makes me feel more comfortable now. I used to have like social anxiety and shit, but now it's like I say what I I say whatever it is that I say. I don't have to say what anyone else is saying. You know what I mean? Word. When I'm talking to someone. Like, if I want to say some bullshit that is my kind of thing, at least if they don't understand it, at least I can be able to communicate what I'm trying to say and then, like, do it my way. Like, say it on, on whatever it is that I want to say. I feel like there's this one quote that said, um, I'm not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am. I'm who... I think you think I am. So basically, it's like whatever image I think you have of me, that's who I'm pretending to be. And that makes perfect sense because I don't know who you think I am. And you don't know, and I don't know, I don't really care what I think I am. I'm like, wait, who does he think I am? Let me fit that image. But I'll never know. You know what I mean? That's so interesting. That's so interesting. But you see people do that all the time. They do. And you know, when it comes to me, I do from time to time. But I'm learning, and this has been like my journey, especially after after leaving high school and going to college. I'd say even more, it, it got better after I left college too, but my goal is to be one person. It's, Everywhere. Yeah. yeah to, it's to, hard, but it's like, yeah. It, it, the more the more time I spent by myself, that helped that helped with that because um, it was like by yourself you're you and then having a girlfriend was like one of those other things so like I said when I got when I had a girl it was like oh I could just I don't have to do things to try and get women anymore I already got one so I could just focus more on being me and then uh, after she left after I left her it was like oh now it's really nobody and it's really me, me, and me, and that was that's, it's been a it's been a roller coaster ever since that day. This, this and, and you know what? It wasn't even the day I broke up with her. It was this one guy, old guy. I was working at a coffee shop, and there's a dude who walked in, tall, six four, old bald dude who was just chill as fuck. I was like, I'm looking at me from the future right now, and this is freaking me out. And he looked at me, and we like connected for a second and we we could tell he was like so he ordered his coffee and we were like we didn't say anything but we were like we knew we knew we knew and then i saw him later like outside after work and i started talking to him and he was real cool and i invited him to my place you know go sit down and talk and we was walking on the way there and he told me something and after he told me this my whole everything unlocked it was literally like 
It's like I unlocked a new ability, and I just. I thought you were about to say the shotgun gun for some reason. That's. I don't that's, know why I was about to anticipate that. I just feel like it's like I unlocked the shotgun. But continue. That's literally what it was like, though. That's literally what it was like. He said, "You are a king. Don't let anyone see you without your crown." Oh shit! And I was like, "That makes so much." That Loki hit me. Bro, that low-key hit me. That's literally what he said, and, I, and everything changed. It was like... I got home. I told I told my ex, like, yo, this is what he said to me. She was like, why are you letting uh, uh, old dudes call you a king? Blah, blah, blah. Because she was mad because I was in myself. And then old me would have been arguing back. What's wrong with you? How can you be? After that, I was like... Oh, you good. Have a good night. But <laughs> <laughs> the phone down, I was like, yeah, I'm about to chill. I'm good. Life life is good. Life is good. <laughs> bro, I love that story right there, bro. I'm gonna remember it's that. It's so funny. For some like, long ass time. That's gonna be one of the things that echoes in my head whenever I feel like just off. I'm gonna remember that. That that moment changed my life. Like changed complete 180. I don't know what it was about that saying, and you confirming it for me. Don't know what it is, but that saying in itself changed my life. Changed my life. I'll never forget that moment. Being the same person in every room, basically. Because just saying, like, oh, you're a king, you don't ever, ever let anyone see you without your crown. Meaning, like, who you truly are, your genuine person, is the best version of you. Stop trying to dim your light because of other people. That's how I saw. I don't know if you saw that. You helped me. You helped me just now. Cause oh. yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Because he probably saw the true you and was like, "This is like a good dude," but I feel like he's maybe not like 100% confident in himself. So mm. he kind of hides parts of himself. But like being yourself, that's when the crown is. Like. That's how I saw. I don't know. If that's how it's supposed to be interpreted. You, you, are, you are giving me gems right now. <laughs> you're taking the same thing that I'm saying and you're giving it back to me in a way that I'm like... Bro, it makes sense, though, perfectly. Because I do shy away from myself and around certain people because I'm like, I know what this person's going to say or, like, I'm expecting them to, like, act a certain way towards me because of whatever. Mm. That's, what, like, that's what being an artist is like for me right now. I'm... I'm learning how to get out there and I'm seeing that seep in a little bit into my artistry I'm like I don't want to do too much and I'm like I'm kind of trying to be cool rather than being all the way out there and it's interesting because I'll be I'll be I practice performing in my room versus actual performing and I notice a difference now it's not too different it's very slight but I notice it and I'm like oh I'm like looking at other people and how they perform and I'm trying to do what they do rather than just performing. And it's so, it's hard to do, especially when you start, when you see people who have, who are really good. So you're like, shit, I want to be able to do that. Damn, that's really cool. So it's like getting stuck between admiration and admiring your own stuff and being in your own world. And I feel like you have to be low-key a narcissist to do that. You do, like, that's the thing, like, narcissism has its, like, charm. It's a very strong charm. And I feel like the difference between, like, being confident and being a narcissist is the toes that you step on. 
That's what I think it is. Because That's narcissists will see every single person as an asset and tie them into their story in a way that it's manipulative. Mm. And that they are the ones who get all the praise and everyone else is kind of just like side characters. And somehow these people, um, everything that they achieve is because of you. Mm. It's almost like a God complex versus being confident. It's just like what you described, which is like the charm of being confident and being in yourself and doing like being who you are. But you're not stepping on any toes. You're not manipulating anyone. You know what I mean? Like mm. that's how I see narcissism. I definitely have narcissism at times. I can see that because narcissism <laughs> will make you have an inter, you have an interaction with a narcissist, mm. and they'll literally be throwing throwing jabs at you the whole time. And you won't really realize it until after the interaction is over and it will just keep playing in your head. Mm. And that's what a narcissist does. They're, they'll literally like place themselves above you in an aggressive manner, but you won't really notice it. And they're very charming. Mm. But you're like, you realize like, yo, wait, hold up a second. This is all for them. This has nothing to do with me. In the beginning, it's a love bomb. It feels like everything is for you. But then you don't realize that they're actually keeping account of every single thing. And later on, they're going to use it to guilt you, guilt trip you into everything that they want from you. Mm. It's going to be very aggressive. It's never really out of the kindness of the heart. It's more out of the, you owe me. This is my story. This is what you're going to do for me now. Mm. That's interesting. But that's, that's also, also a difference between a leader. A good leader cares about every single person and makes them feel important but they're not going to use you like you're going to want to follow them but they're not going to use you in a sense the narcissist will be that way but you'll see the cracks show and you realize those interactions aren't aren't genuine at some point mm. but yeah, that's what i learned that's interesting i would definitely say i noticed that i had and still have some narcissism and some narcissistic tendencies. And um, I don't see it as a bad thing. I, I see it as something that is natural that we all have. The art of seduction helped me with put that into perspective too. They said, when you're a baby, you have that narcissism. You don't see the world. You're just like, I'm doing this and I'm interested and you're just learning from things around you and kind of like what we were saying with the jealousy thing I know I have narcissism but I don't act on it it's like I can see it and I can see like my world and like I'm building this is so cool but I also am very aware that other people have their own worlds and I really want to see everyone else's world grow I want to see everyone's world grow and be what it is. Like, one of my greatest loves, things that makes me the most happy is seeing someone else's vision come to life. I love seeing my vision come to life. But seeing someone else's vision come to life is like... It's kind of like... I don't know. It's, it's, like, being, it's like being proud. It's like really really happy for you like it's hard to explain 
But that's interesting. What you what you said touched me. Yeah, I, I feel like I still struggle with that too. I don't think I'm a narcissist, but I struggle with the whole, like I said before, it's that like deep-rooted insecurity of being less than people. And that's what it's that's what it is. You know what I mean? Like like it's not true, but it's like it's there. You know what I mean? It's it's, 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 it's for me it feels like a, almost like getting back at everyone who's told me I wasn't or I felt like told me I wasn't something because in honesty it's a feeling I know it's not real I know what's real is that we're all a part of the same thing none of my ideas are original I we're all feeding from the same thing just trying to live our best lives that I know is the truth but when you dive into the reality that you're in and you got to pay bills you've got to make a life for yourself you've got a thing called uh, status you've got you know people looking at you it changes so it's like having to deal with that part of life which you you can ignore that's yeah your ego you can ignore your ego but we live in a world where that's very hard because everything's prompting it so it's like having to live egoless but still know your ego and shape your ego to help people you know don't shape it to where it's self-serving, but when it's serving others. And it's like, you can be like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I like being who I am. Yeah, I see myself as this, but what I do in that version of self-service is service of others. That makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. It's like, it's kind of like, you have to do it, but in a way where you're not, because I feel like it's the taking credit part where it's like it's always that person's decision like if you help someone grow it's their decision to accept the help you know what I mean or if they somehow become successful like you do deserve some of the credit for putting in whatever effort that you put in but you also have to let them have the credit that they also took the effort so in a sense that's where I feel like that's where some of the people I've met who do a lot for other people, that's where the problem is with them. But at the same time, I have to, I realize that it doesn't necessarily have to be that I'm looking at problems, but I can look at good traits about them because none of us are going to be ever be perfect. So who cares if they act like that? If it's not good for me, I simply won't be around them, but I'm not going to like go try to change that. You know what I mean? I don't ever really try to change people because I've realized that no one has to be who I want them to be. I prefer to have people around me who are already the kind of people that I like. Instead of trying to take someone and change them to my liking. Because that's like weird. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah. So like I feel like my problem would be well maybe it wouldn't be my problem, but I would my I would have to figure out a way. Well, actually, a lot of my friends and family say that I help them, but I always forget the things that I do for them because I'm doing it because I'm helping them. And that's it. Like, I understand how it feels to suffer, and I understand how it feels to want something. And if I can get someone closer to it, whatever it is, get them out of suffering or get them closer to some goal, I'm like, why not? And I completely forget about it. And it's like, 
then when they bring up stuff that I've done for them, I'm like, bro, I don't—I forgot that I did that. You know what I mean? Versus a narcissist will remember every single thing. Like I said, it's like a—it's like a credit card. Like you're on credit right now and you don't realize it. Because you're like, okay, this is a friend interaction. Like imagine if I, when we went to the store and I brought you a meal and then I just held you accountable for that for a long time. And then I just maybe did some other things about it. And then maybe a couple years down the line, I just remembered every single thing from this small interaction to like all these other things. And yeah. I'm just like, yo, bro, you owe me. Versus what actually happens in a friendship is we trade at a like almost balanced at an equal rate and we're not keeping track because that's friendship like yeah. that's just simple friendship yeah for, for me I've, I've 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 had relationships with people that are like that and it usually makes me feel i feel like because of that now i like to be very business-wise and transactional with certain things like if we're talking about money Let's 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 keep it where it is, you know. And um, that has helped me defend against narcissists because I've had people who are like that. Like, yeah, yeah, I help you out. I help you out. Or yeah, let's do this together. And it's kind of free, free freelance. And I could feel, and I saw this recently. I could feel when they're trying to skew it to be like, whoa, whoa. And how I how I stopped that was like. Let's make a contract. Let's, let's say, this is what we'll do. This is the service I'm providing. This is the exchange. Cool? You're smart. Cool. You're so smart for that, bro. So then now, when it starts to get that little shifty, hold on, what's the contract say? Right, it says this. Right. You're so smart for that. We're good. It, yo, it took... It, you have to, you're a business owner. You have to be like that. Like, I'm speaking from a perspective of, like, French, like, just a friendship. Do that even in your... I've learned that through business, that that's what business is. Business is not about money. Business, when they say mind your business, business is your service to the world. If your service to your friends or your kindness is your service to the world... Do it like a business in a way, you know, like, like, well, treat I'm it so excited to hear as, how you're going to break this down. Treat it it's as if it's, you know, you wanted to do it in your best way possible. Whatever you bring to the world. For me, I know it's my energy. It's my way of bringing people, giving people, um, getting people to be themselves, you know, getting people to be their fullest selves, express their fullest selves. That's what I bring to the world. So I treat that like a business. And I do it as a business, but it's it's done in a way where it's respectable in this world and it's contractual. Now I'm still trying to figure out what's the best way to like sell energy because it's like you can't necessarily do it, but we do do it. Do it through uh, content. We do it through um, events public speaking uh, you're so right you know these are how we just sell the things that we naturally do so when I started to see it in that so way fire. I'm like oh there's nothing wrong with having an Instagram there's nothing wrong with having a social media because I used to be anti-social media all oh, this shit just takes people's energy why don't people just enjoy life what's the point of this but then when I realized my gift and my power was in how I made people feel and how I help people express themselves I was like, how do I do it? I do it through speaking to these things. How do I get it out to people in the best way? Social media, marketing, and having a business. Oh, so 
So a business is not about money. It's about what service I have to the world and how can I get it out there to the world in the best way possible, in the most efficient way possible. So that is what we're doing as a world. It's not this evil money thing that people see, even though that can be what it is. There are people like that that exist. And they will sit there and act like a good person, like the narcissist, make you feel like you're all this, and then they're just taken from you. They just take it from you, change by change, and, and, and acting like, it's all good, don't even worry about it. Yeah, I got your leg, but trust me, you'll still be able to hobble around. You'll be all right, you'll be good, you'll be you good. put that freaking description in such perfect fucking words, bro. Like, what the hell? But no, that's right, because I used to think that about like money too, but then I'm like, now, I'm not necessarily chasing money, but I definitely want to be rich. Just because I realized it's energy, mm-hmm. it gives me freedom. And then I came from like a very, very poor upbringing. So like the way that I've been living for the last three, four years, it's like a dream to me. And that's when I was like, wait a second, it's not evil at all, like you're saying. But with what you said, I never really thought about it that way. But that's like so true. Like it's okay to like monetize that energy. Mm-hmm. Like. That's value that you're offering to the world, but that's so solid. Yeah. I love that you said that. And one thing I've been learning from listening to like people who make money is that when someone spends money, they're more likely to commit and get into it. So if you're giving someone something of value and you do it for free, they'll take it and they'll be like, yeah, this is cool. Thanks. <laughs> versus when they so spend true. money they're like shit I, so I spent this money I, I gotta go hard for this so, so, so if it's really a value charge money because then people will appreciate it and really be able to use it if it's for free they'll be like thanks man I appreciate the, the gift bag you know I'll, I'll that's <laughs> something they're like really really interested in for them actually to use it mm-hmm. but outside of that like you're right like People are gonna think, yo, I spent this money on it. Let me complete this. Let me use this. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about what value it adds to them, so that they can basically uh, defend the amount of money that they spent. I spent this amount of money. And it, but also, I wanted to say, um, you do have like a uh, a way of bringing like the like the um, I don't know. It's making people comfortable being yourself. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Like when you came up, I was like. I just felt like calm. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it just felt like chill. Like I was just chilling. That's like I usually do, mm-hmm. but like it was like more of like I felt comfortable with sharing everything with you for some reason. It's weird. It's, I don't know how you do that though. It's a universe, man. Like all right, so now we get metaphysical. <laughs> so like wait a second, wait. Like what time is it? <laughs> I was about to say I wish I had a piece of paper. Uh oh. <laughs> oh wait, the it notebook. takes a notebook. I'm it gonna, takes a notebook to break this down. I'm gonna show you like where my mind has been going. I left my other notebook at the house. But this is this 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 is how I break it. Gotta bust out the new pen too. Bro, I'm like so curious on what you're about to put on this piece of paper now. <laughs> Alright, boom. This man drawing a cube. 
really rough drawing of it. Ah, oh, fuck, I fucked it up too, but it's all good. This is a fourth dimensional cube, or a hypercube, or a tesseract. It's what they call it. This is what's considered your universe, or a universe. It's fourth dimensions, because dimension's a unit of measurement, a unit of measurement, in this case, zero, dim zero dimension. You can't measure a dot. It's just where it is. One dimension is a line beginning to an end. So without this cube, you have a cube, which is three dimension, which is the line and the depth. So the fourth dimension is kind of like the inside and the outside. So in your universe, you have your outside world, which is the outer cube, the inside world, which is your inner cube. And that is the universe. To get to the fifth dimension, you would double the amount of points, which in other words would make a second, one of these fourth dimensional cubes and have it connected to each other. Which, if I draw it, it'll be shit. All right, I'm not gonna be able to draw it right now because I started already making it this way. So this is a universe. When, what the things you think and feel and things that you all deal with inside of yourself, that's all created here, and that's in your real self. Everything outside is the reflection of your real self. So, when you said, you know, when, I, when I'm around you, I feel this calmness, and that's how I program my inner self. I make my universe calm, and, and place where everyone can come in, be themselves, that's really what I want, that's, that's who I am. So when you connect universes with people and you become fifth dimensional, you connect cubes. I might be able to draw it. Oh, I might be able to draw it. Bing, 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 bing. And then, oh, I might be able to draw it. Let's go, I'm getting better at this. Bing, bing, bing. Bro, what the fuck? Bing. I see it. Bing. So now you got two cubes connected to each other. And then you have the outer cube. And it makes one big old cube. And so when people have sex, that's what sex is. Energy exchange. You come together and then, oh, I know about you. Oh, I know about you because you're really the same person. Oh, shit. And you're sharing inner energy and outer energy at such a ridiculous rate because you're connected. Your universes collide. So you can have sex without having physical sex. You have sex just in a conversation. Just looking at someone's art and connecting with it deeply. deeply. That is what that is. And you can truly feel and enter their worlds. And then after this, you can start doing it with thoughts and start traveling to other people's lives and shit just by connecting with who they are interiorly. So, wait, how do you, wait, you gotta explain the thoughts part. How do you do that? How right. are you just doing it with your mind and you haven't talked to anyone? Yeah. So you do have to talk to people. Oh, you do have to talk to you people. You do have to talk to people. Okay, but okay, that makes you sense. you can though. do it without talking to people by knowing yourself. Wait. 
pause. I just gotta think about this for a second. One thing that I learned when it came to seducing is that if I think about, if I'm with a girl and I look into her eyes and I think about having sex with her, she feels that for some reason. Oh yeah. Is that what you're talking about with connecting with thoughts? She probably knew, cause they're much better at this. She probably knew before you looked at her eyes, but the eyes is the windows of the soul. When you look into someone's eyes, immediately this connection happens. Immediately. It's like it gets stronger. When you're not looking into someone's eyes, you're still a little separate. It's my universe and your universe, you know? I'm fully in myself, you're fully in yourself. Once you connect eyes, they get everything. Bro. It happens instantly. And if you try to use your mind, you're in the outside world. When you use your feelings, your inner world connects. So the inner world tells what's going on on the outer world. So women are usually very connected to their emotional inner world side. So they can connect to all of this. They're, they're deeply connected. Men were usually mind-focused, mental-driven. So we're, a, we're, we're out here, but which makes us really good builders. You know, we build this world, but it's really coming from here. So getting in tune with your emotions allows you to know exactly what you're trying to build, know why you're trying to build it, feel the building process and build it. Bro, what the fuck? I'm learning so much from you. This is so crazy, dog. Yeah, that's, that's, that, this shit is really what I've been getting deep into. But, um, bro, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take that from you, bro. That energy that you bring, bro, you definitely worked on that. I'm gonna have to take, I'm gonna have to take that. And, right. just, and it's really not even, it's just the principles that you're teaching me is gonna make it towards my energy, like yours, but like, it's me. Yeah. Like it's whatever is unique to me. And vice versa, we're, 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 we're in this, we're in the, we're in the dimensional cube That's right so now. Fire. That's how it works. It's like, it's like if you think of it like Star Wars, you know, you have a big ship and a small ship can dock on the big ship. That's kind of what it's like. And we're just like docking on each other's ship and just having a conversation. That's so fire, it's this big ass ship. It's called a relationship. That's what it is. It's a ship on the destination to somewhere. We're flying around the galaxy. People think, and that's why people gotta get outside this outside box. People think, oh, we're trying to get to Mars. We wanna get to Pluto. That shit already exists, just in us. And you can travel in space traveling, go what around the pause. universe. You you're talking about astral projection? Astral projection is another way of putting it. You've done that? We're doing it now. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> We're doing it now. This is what it this is what it's like. It's it's But not, how do you do it to where you leave your body? To be honest with you, I, I'm not the kind of person where it's visual. Most of it for me is like a feeling thing. Some other people, they're, they're more inclined to be visual. Some are, do it through sensation. Everyone's got their own way of existing and experiencing the whole existence. Whatever your way is, that's your journey and you have to find it and then you have to connect with it. Bro, that's so fire. I think mine's are similar to yours. Because I'm always inclined to share my feelings with everyone. Like, when, whoever I'm friends with, I'll just talk to them about it. I'll just go deep. Like, if they say something, I'll hook onto it. 
yeah. just go straight down. Go like, like yeah, let's, into let's like go the in. depth of that. And that's how I connect with friends. Yeah. Like, and that shit is beautiful because everyone appreciates it because you showed them something that they were either trying to get away from or couldn't see because they were trying to get away from it. It's scary to go that down that deep. And so it's good to have that. And for me, I noticed, like, at first in the spiritual journey, I was like, damn, I'm not seeing stuff. But other people said they see energies and all of that. And I was like, damn. But I realized I feel it. And I feel it. I feel it. And then I'm able to visualize it in my imagination. And, and that's how you see it. And the interesting part is, even in my imagination, I don't see it. It's not visual. It's like a feeling, and I'm expressing the feeling, and the feeling comes out as a clear image. And now that I'm getting into art and doing art, I'm seeing it being projected. I'm That's like, what I was Whoa. when I was a kid. That's what it was when I used to draw. Mm. It was me like feeling it, and then visualizing it, and then putting that feeling. Because I noticed that every time I would doodle or draw anything, I was like, I felt something from some image, and I would just like really try to like create an image that made me feel that exact feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're, bro, that makes so much, that's, you really just connected art, bro. <laughs> and that's what I stopped doing for some reason. I don't know why. But like yeah. now I gotta get back into it where I'm like seeing a movie in my head and I'm trying to create that feeling again. That's, that's what all these directors do, all these artists do. And that's why when you hear a certain song that has never been made before, you're like, why do I feel nostalgic? Because mm-hmm. they were trying to create that feeling. Mm-hmm. They were successful. And they were they connected. They built the world for you to jump in. That is so fucking fire, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> that is so hard, bro. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> oh, now you got me thinking. No, now you got me inspired, dog. And that's bro. that's what New Africa is. What the fuck? That's what bro, New I'm Africa gonna is. join that shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's not. A, you can't join it, right? It's just your thing. Soon, soon, soon. I got some ideas. I'm cooking up right now. I'm cooking up in the lab with it. Bro, I'm so happy we met up, bro. Yeah, this is so awesome. Happy. This is. You know what else is awesome? You gotta go. No. You recorded this shit. <laughs> That's so hard. What the fuck? You gotta send me that. You gotta send me that. What the fuck? Now it's a podcast. Boom. Holy shit. It's a podcast. You just make make podcast episodes. Oh, you are so fucking smart. Bro, that is so hard. Yeah, now we we just take.